Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Before I get into today's episode about needs, uh, what are our needs, uh, how, how much of our needs should be fulfilled, right? What's our responsibility as far as fulfilling our own needs? Um, and listen, I'm just one 50-year-old Korean therapist who um, has been married. I've been in uh, three to four long-term relationships uh three years mostly each relationship and of course uh lots of other relationships that were um more short-lived uh, i'm just one opinion you know uh the thing about love and dating and relationships i i don't know if there are blanket answers uh i get very frustrated when i hear people preaching about um what 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 this is when it comes to love and relationship and this is truth and this works for everyone now of course there are some fundamental concepts like you know for example abuse right that's pretty cut and dry that's pretty black and white um as far as if it's healthy or not right it it's 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 a fact <laughs> that uh any form of abuse emotional physical whatever um is not a good thing and obviously stunts growth can be damaging and all that but you know other things in relationships uh like we're, what i'm going to talk about today uh there is no one fits all you know and, and something that may be honest to you uh may not be honest to someone else and that's okay like i think part of life and living this life is that as we grow and and evolve and we become different beings our definitions change, what we want in relationships change. And this is normal and okay. I mean, think about it. Do you want the same things that you wanted when you were in your 20s? Do you want the same things uh, that you wanted when you were 18? You may not want the same things in a relationship that you wanted two years ago, you know? And that's all part of being human. I, I see love as this uh, living, breathing thing. I don't see love as a blueprint. I don't see love as something that we are tracing. I see love as this kind of formless, living, breathing thing that is greater than us. And so to put that in a bottle, I think, uh, can be unfair, can be damaging, can be dishonest. Okay, so before I talk about this, uh, it's Friday, and it's a gorgeous day here in Los Angeles. And uh, just came home from riding my motorcycle and having my morning pour over coffee and feeling a lot of gratitude. So I wanted to start with some gratitudes. And I think the, the, the thing with gratitudes is to try to switch it up as a practice uh, because we could get into the pattern of saying the same things. And although we may mean them, it doesn't stretch us, right? It doesn't stretch us like gratitude should. Gratitude should constantly expand and stretch us. And I think the way to do that is to be grateful for different things, uh, small things, big things. Um, look 
in crevices, find uh, moments, right? So we're not just doing broad strokes of gratitude, but um, like right now, as I'm sitting here, I'm looking out, out of my garage studio. The garage is always open. Um, and I'm noticing the green on all the trees in front of me, palm trees, bushes. Uh, I call them uh, big fish trees, like magical, like big fish, the movie, like magical trees. And um, it rained a lot this year and so uh, in Los Angeles. And so everything's green. And so one of the things I'm grateful for right now is I'm talking to you is um, the green of these trees and knowing the oxygen, the, the clear air, right? The blue skies, all of that. Uh. Hey, wanted to share with you something I'm super excited about. If you go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium, you not only get commercial free episodes, but also something I'm introducing called series rotating wellness topics, but not only lessons, but what do we do with this information? How do we thread this into our life so we could change our life? Go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. Grateful for that. Also in my peripheral, I see uh, a brand new sauna. Shout out to uh, Spiritual Quest for providing me with a two-person infrared salt wall sauna. I've never had a sauna, so this has become a meditation for me. Um, I do it at night, a detox, a relaxation. And also I see peripherally uh, an ice bath, an ice plunge, which I've turned into a tool to create a social space where people come over. We do the ice plunge, we do sauna, we make it a social accountability thing. And uh, this is something I started this year. And I'm super grateful for that. I'm grateful for the equipment. I'm grateful for the community. I'm grateful for uh, me having a, a, an ability to change my state. All right. Uh, what else? And, and, you know, I want to say just one more thing. Uh, grateful for I have a men's retreat coming up and uh, um, I've just fallen in love with uh, my version of retreats, which is a um, small group in nature, uh, Idlewild, California, just about 40 minutes above Palm Springs. And uh, I've fallen in love with getting into rooms in front of people, you know, um, shaking hands, making eye contact, having conversations with people right in front of you in person, which uh, I used to do all the time. And then, of course, being super active on social and then uh, spending most of your time behind uh, cameras and and uh, and webcams. Um, I forgot. I forgot why I, why I or it's easy to forget why you started this in the first place. So uh, my men's retreat is happening. I do co-ed. I do men's. That's happening in a couple of weeks. I'm super grateful. Looking forward to uh, hanging out with some men and talking about real things with a chef in nature and uh, grounding ourselves. Uh, that's happening in December. If you want to jump into that, uh, we still have seats. Just go to tatretreats.com. All right. So someone asked a question today, and the question was, um, at what point, and I'm paraphrasing, at what point do I, uh, or oh, oh, she said, is it okay for me to wait around 
for my avoidant partner to fulfill needs after I've expressed them. And uh, I want to dissect this because I think this is something that um, that is an important topic. The whole idea of needs and, and fulfilling needs and, you know, what are mine, mine to own? So first of all, I don't think waiting around is uh, something anyone should do in any relationship, right? We're not waiting around because that implies that you're waiting for someone else to change. Uh, and that's not how relationships work. That's not productive. That's unfair. So you're not waiting around. You are being active because waiting around can be uh, seen as a passive, which can equal passive aggressive, which can equal expectations and pressure and uh, disappointment, resentment, right? It's just a bad, bad pattern cycle. So uh, I like that you're expressing your needs. I think many uh, struggle with that. So expressing your needs. And when you're expressing your needs, I want to say that you're not saying you're not making demands, right? I think many people think, oh, expressing needs in a relationship means I've got non-negotiables. I'm making demands. They're not meeting those needs. So this isn't going to work. That's not what you're doing. You're co-creating. So expressing needs means, hey, here are some things that I'm feeling. Here are some things that um, um, I would like, right? Uh, and I'm also looking at where they're coming from and examining why uh, they're important to me, you know? And, and here's the important piece with needs. Put a bookmark here. There is this, uh, I would say it's a misconception, but uh, because of the commercialization of self-betterment and so many people on soap boxes uh, preaching these days, there's this whole thing where it's like you should never – expect anyone to fulfill your needs because you should fulfill your own needs. Okay. That bumper sticker, it drives me insane. I get the theory and yes, there's truth to that, but only the foundational needs, the primary colors. Yes. You, you shouldn't expect someone else to make you feel sexy worthy like you know your own fulfilling your own needs um is 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 responsible and required when it comes to sense of self you know at the same time why are we in a relationship if we are not feeling chosen desired you know um why why are we doing life with someone if we don't uh get those needs as well as um feel fulfill other people's needs in that way so the word needs the foundational needs that, that we have uh the need the needs that need to be fulfilled so we don't that we so that we're not needy those needs right the needs that we have so we don't feel lacking right the the the, the need that we have to feel like a whole person um the need to to feel like we are uh, doing good things in this world. Those are our responsibility for sure. But in relationships, and I don't even know if the word is need, but there is a dance, there is a cadence, there is a banter of back and forth. And that's what make us want to love other people. I mean, that that's what makes relationships worth it and valuable is like, yeah, I'm going to champion your story. <laughs> Um, every relationship requires compromise, but not compromise of self. Yes. Uh, but yes, there are needs that I have. I need you to 
um, be supportive and to listen and to um, love me in the way that feels honest to you. Yes, I do need you to listen, to <laughs> remember my birthday, to um, have a desire uh, to get to know me and be a part of my story as you need me to get to know you uh, and, and, and champion your story and help you um, through the tough times and be supportive and um, give you what you need. And those needs may change, right? And so, yeah, it does, it does, I don't think it means that we're needy. Now, so here's the line. It's like, if you are making demands, if you are saying, here's what I need you to do, and if you don't do them, I'm out, that's something to look at, you know, and also depends. Like if you're with an addict who is actively uh, in her addiction and your need is for them to be sober or at least work toward that and they're not fulfilling that, it is fair that this relationship doesn't work for you, you know. But if you say, I need uh, because I'm 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 swinging toward anxious and anxious detachment, I need you. And, and my love language is words of affirmation. Both are true for me. Um, I need you to write me something. Um, I need you to write me a poem every morning. And I need a hug and a kiss before I leave. Or you don't love me. That's a need. No, that's not really a need. That's <laughs> that's a demand. And I don't know if that's really a, a compromise. Because if you know your partner and what they struggle with. And you, you have to consider that. Right? So... As far as needs go, uh, yes, it's 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 multi-layered. Uh, it's there is no right or wrong. There is what you believe that you need with where you're at in your life, who you are, and then asking yourself how much of that is something that I need to take ownership of. How much of these needs are things that I need to fulfill for myself, right? So, like for example. It, uh, I tend to swing toward it anxious. My love language is, oh shit, someone is now doing their, someone's now mowing their lawn. I'm sorry. Hopefully it's, hopefully you can't hear it because it's in the distance. You know what I'm going to do actually? Give me a second. I'm going to close the garage, which I rarely do. Um, but we're 14 minutes in and I feel like, one second. although I, uh, Try not to edit my podcast. Uh, I will have to. I definitely need to, to work on editing that out uh, because that's annoying. So going back to needs, um, there is a responsibility in. Oh, I was talking about my example. Yeah. So I, uh, I, uh, I'm a words of affirmation guy uh, and then and physical touch as far as love languages. And I tend to swing toward an anxious attachment style. So knowing that about myself, uh, yes, I have needs that I would, um, yes, I, 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 uh, have preferences and I, um, know how I would like to be loved. My responsibility is how much of that is a need that is on me for me to fulfill. And that also requires an investigation. Where are these needs coming from? Maybe what's prescribed for me is that I sit in my partner being a little avoidant or distant and me 
self-soothing, reparenting, reconditioning, rewiring, and working through that, right? That, that, that is my responsibility and my contribution. And then for my partner, if she swings toward avoidant, it would be her responsibility and, and my hope that she sits in the discomfort and lean more toward me. Um, a good example is uh, Vanessa is, does swing more toward avoidant. So she's, she has, uh, and she's not words of affirmation. So she has notifications on her phone to um, write me some sweet things, you know, as a reminder. So that to me is effort, right? That to me is her contribution and her way of showing love. Are we fulfilling each other's needs? I think we're doing our best to, uh, but we're also examining our own self and what's coming up and how much of that is something that we request and how much of that is something that, you know, request slash express and how much of that is something that uh, we take ownership for. So when it comes to needs, yes, expressing your needs, but also examining where those needs come are coming from and uh, what is yours to own. So that's my simple answer. And I think that is not a one-time thing. I think that's a, that's a thing we do forever in any relationship. This could also apply to friendships. This also could apply to, you know, uh, relationships with our family. When our, when our friends call us and they're like, Hey, you, uh, I've asked you 10 times to go out. You, you disappear. You don't call me back. Are we still friends? What's going on? Uh, it's listening to that examining that and asking yourself how much of that is yours to own is it truth or um is is something happening within them and it's it's a reaction i mean i don't know and then there's a conversation right and then you're approaching your friend with love uh with curiosity not judgment and having this honest conversation about your friendship that's going to produce more relationship glue and trust so anyway i hope that's helpful at the end of the day it really is about uh you know, the first step is always about bringing it back to you. So we are fast to point fingers, myself included. We are fast to make demands, myself included. Um, we are fast to think that this isn't working out. And this is based on our story, what we've been through, thinking possibly that the love stove is hot and then driving the plane to crash, right? Um, so the first step is to examine self. Uh, your needs may be valid, but first examine them, where they're coming from, and then you decide if they are valid and something that you need. And if they are and your partner um, you know, doesn't want to or doesn't have the ability to, to fulfill those needs, then maybe it's not a good fit, and that's okay too, right? Anyway, thank you for listening. Be well.